Mama. This is Carianna and Kayla, two best friend moms and your co-hosts of Sleep Talking Moms. We know that tackling sleep issues can feel overwhelming and confusing, so we are here to provide you with practical sleep advice. We want you to walk away from each episode with information you can actually use. Let's dive in and talk sleep. Hey mama, this is Carrianna here with your podcast episode today. And the very first thing I want to say before I forget, I'm worried I'm going to forget. This is our second to last episode in season one. So I'm really excited um, that we have almost made it a whole season that we're going to take a break for the holidays and then we'll be back for season two in 2022. Um, but what I wanted to ask of you is if you've been listening, please send me a DM at all the sleeps, or if you're not on Instagram, send me an email sleep at all the And just let me know what topics you would be looking forward to for season two, because Kayla and I are going to start gearing up and getting ready for season two soon. So I would love to hear any feedback from you. And I'm just so glad that you've joined us for this season one. Now don't miss next week's episode, which will be the last episode of season one. And we are going to talk about daylight saving time. So you definitely do not want to miss that one. Now on to today's topic. So we're going to talk about four questions to ponder before sleep training. And what I can tell you is I do lots and lots of free 15 minute calls with families before they decide to work with me. So it gives us a good chance to talk about their sleep situation and where they're at, talk about their goals that they want to achieve where they would like to be at. Um, I'm able to answer questions for them about my services and courses that I offer. And then time after time after time, the same common questions come up that parents usually have before they've decided to sleep train. So I thought, you know what, let's make a podcast episode out of this because I know these are questions that so many families have, and I would just love to answer them for you. So let's talk about these four questions. So the first question I would like you to ponder before you decide if you're ready for sleep training um, is how do you feel about crying? Okay. Because crying is naturally something that's going to be a part of this process. Every child is different in how much crying could be a little, it could be a lot. Um, but what we really need to do is get serious about how you feel about crying. Maybe think through why you feel the way you do, like when crying stresses you out or freaks you out, what what's going on in your brain that's making you feel like this is the end of the world. Um, but apart from that, just looking at how you feel about crying is understanding that crying is a part of the process. And what I always tell families is that crying is how your child communicates, right? And since we are going to be making changes, if we sleep train, it's natural that your child is going to have feelings about that, that they're going to be frustrated, that they're going to struggle. These are not in and of themselves bad things, but the crying is how they're communicating that frustration and communicating that struggle. And what I also want you to know is that even though there's going to be crying, you can choose to be 
as hands-on or as hands-off as you'd like to be. So the method you choose itself is not going to mean no crying. I, I am not a fan of the no cry marketing. I think that that is just baloney. Honestly, I think it's um, misleading. I think it's even a little deceitful on some levels because kids cry. And I can't promise you that your kid won't cry during sleep training. I also can't promise you that your kid won't cry for any number of reasons. So I'm not a big fan of pushing this like, oh, no cry, no cry. But I am a huge fan of finding the method that works for your family. So if that means you are very hands-on, you're right there next to the crib the whole time, you're touching, you're comforting, you're talking to them, that's okay if that's the route you choose to go. And I've seen that be very successful. On the other hand, if you're someone who wants to leave the room and do checks, or if you just want to leave the room completely, if that's where you're comfortable, I'm comfortable there as well. So that's what I would say. Quite ponder how you feel about crying and then accepting that crying is part of the process and knowing that you have the option to choose how you're going to manage with the crying. Second question that I want you to ponder, am I ready to get less sleep temporarily? This is something that sometimes we don't think all the way through, but even though you may feel right now, like your sleep situation is terrible and you're up a lot and you're just losing your mind, or maybe you're feeling that way during the day, you can't set your child down. When you make the decision to sleep train, it is temporarily going to get worse before it gets better and we get to the other side. So that may mean it's going to take longer for them to go down at bedtime. They may be up more frequently at night. They may spend more time awake at their night wakings. Um, their stretches at night may shorten before they get longer. During the day, naps are going to be an even harder process than they are right now. So just kind of accepting that that is the territory that comes with sleep training and understanding that it's going to happen and that's okay. It doesn't mean we have to stay stuck where we are right now, but I also don't want you to be blindsided when I know you already feel exhausted. And for a while, you're going to feel even more exhausted until your child gets into the new rhythm. I'm interrupting this episode super quick because I want to make sure you know that I have a sleep coaching crash course. If you're struggling with night waking, short naps, early mornings, or you're just spending way too much time trying to get your baby to sleep, this course is for you. I walk you through a step-by-step process with all the information you need to successfully sleep coach your little one. So if you're ready for a positive sleep change, but it all seems too overwhelming, go check the description below. Okay, let's get back to the episode now. Third question that I want you to ponder is, do I have support? And if I don't have support during this process, how can I get my partner on board? Okay, so if you are single, grab a friend and maybe your friend isn't going to stay with you while you sleep train, but somebody important in your life, friend or family member who knows you are sleep training, who is supportive of your decision and who you can be texting through the process and, you know, kind of a shoulder to cry on, ask them to be your cheerleader, have someone like that. Now, if you have a partner, um, then you really need that partner on board with you, especially if your partner is present at all during the night wakings, during the day, um, because what we don't want is a partner who is not on board and who is 
second guessing everything you're doing, telling you not to do it, um, you know, who's undermining the work you do. So make sure that you're on board. And um, hopefully I don't offend anyone with this, but I tell families a lot because oftentimes I will work with families um, or talk to families before we work together who one parent really, really wants to do this because they are just dying with their current sleep situation. The other parent isn't very affected by the sleep situation. And they're like, oh, we're we're not sleep training. We don't need to sleep train. If that's your situation, I would encourage you to tag your partner in for the night wakings, for getting the child down for the naps, wherever the problem area is, start tagging them in more. And once they understand how difficult the situation is for you, they're going to be a lot more agreeable to make changes. But if they're just sleeping all night, their sleep is fair uninterrupted, they're not going to understand that sleep training is your next step. Okay. So get them on your team, get them on board, see if you can get them to experience what you were experiencing. So they understand the other just extra thing I would tack on to the end there is even if you do have a support, whether that's family, friends, partner, um, sometimes families do need that extra outside professional support. And that's okay if that's where you find yourself. Um, I will tell you from my own experience with my first son, we DIY'd it and we were great. With my second son, DIYing it was not going to cut it. And I needed a professional outside perspective and help. And so I totally get both sides of it. Um, just to refresh you guys, I offer various one-on-one services where I put together plans specifically for a family. We have a call to talk through things. Then we either have, you know, two days of email support or two weeks of email support, depending on what level of support you feel that you need to be successful. And I am not at all one that's going to push one or the other on you. Um, I really leave it up to parents and I say, what do you feel like you need to be successful? And does that fit in your budget? And then on the other end of the spectrum, I do have more of a DIY course where families can take all the information in at their own pace when it works for them and then start implementing my day-by-day plan. So if you feel like you need more support, whether it's the high end of support or the low end of support, I want you to know those options are available and those are things that I love offering to families. I'll put a link in the show notes to those various offers so you can check them out if you'd like to. All right, last question that you need to ponder before sleep training before deciding to sleep train, can I commit several weeks to make sleep my number one priority? So look at your schedule. Are you thinking about starting sleep training tonight, but then this weekend you have two nights you're going to be gone and your child's going to be way off schedule or with a different caregiver. Okay. So you have to figure out where you can fit it best. And it may not be perfect because some of us rarely have two weeks where there's absolutely nothing going on, but you want to pick the best possible time to sleep train so that you are setting your child up for success. And maybe you get through the process and things are going great well before two weeks. That would be awesome. Maybe it takes a little longer than two weeks, but you want to have a plan set up for success um, so that you aren't 
training and then traveling for a week and then coming back home and feeling like you're starting from scratch again. Okay. We want them to have time to learn the new skills, to have consistency, to have their nap schedule honored, to not be keeping them up late, to not have visitors where we feel like we can't actually follow our plan, to not be traveling. So they're sleeping in a weird random place. We really, really need to make sure we're setting them up for success. If we're going to go through that sleep training process. So look at your schedule, look out two weeks, maybe three to four before you decide when your start date is. Okay. All right. So those are the four main questions. Honestly, I could throw a fifth one in there, which is just, okay, now how do I sleep train? I don't know how to do this, (laughs) but as I'm sure you guys know, that is way too much for one podcast episode. But if you are interested in getting more help, with the sleep training process and you want to know more about the various um, services and courses I offer, again, I will link those in the show notes for you guys. And I'm so glad that you guys were listening. If you tuned in today, would you just take a moment to either head to Apple Podcasts and just drop a quick little review, rate and review. Um, Make sure that you are following this podcast if you aren't already. And if you really appreciated this, I would love to see you screenshot this and share it in your stories and just tell more people about this podcast because more and more people are finding it. And it makes me so excited that we can spread this sleep info, this practical advice with as many families as possible. So thank you so much for being a part of this dream of mine. Thank you so much for listening to the Sleep Talking Moms podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps more tired and overwhelmed moms find simple and practical sleep advice. See you back here soon.